I'm so glad that we are here. I'm so glad that we are continuing to press through this terrible pandemic. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. And so we still find ourselves entering into another sermon series. Um, this will be, I think, our third sermon series done on video. And uh, I don't think we ever imagined this. You know, when we were looking at, you know, the church and looking at what the goals of 2020 were, putting, putting kids ministry front and center and getting Awana up and going and, and thank God that, that those people are taking this so seriously and, uh, and, 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 you know, making sure that our promise groups are happening and we're doing promise grants and those were our visions. That's what we wanted to, to do in 2020. We're still on the road to do those things. And so I thank God for that. What we didn't anticipate was getting into three different sermon series in one uh, take and, and or all on video. And that's just unbelievable. We have all these takes and here I am in the office. Um, this is all obviously pre-recorded uh, just because of government regulations. And so <clears throat> we, we are in this world where everything is being flipped upside down. And today we're starting a sermon series on uh, called Money Management for Christians. And this sermon series was actually planned to be the next sermon series. So I just bumped it up one, um, not because of any specific need. It's actually because the, the sermon series on Psalms wasn't ready to go. And so I actually pulled the next one that was, that was ready to go. And I just, uh, we, we've changed our order of, of plan. So the sermon series coming after this is a sermon series in the book of Psalms. And I just reversed the two. So we're going to do the, the, uh, the Money Management for Christian sermon series because, well, I think it's appropriate. Um, today we're talking about making ends meet and budgeting for success. I recognize that if this is happening right now on video, then people's financial situations have changed from where they were two months ago. Realities are starting to affect us that maybe weren't going to affect us the way that we were looking at. And so budgeting for success is an old hat topic for some people. Oh yeah, we budget. Oh, we've got a budget. But when realities shift, sometimes we don't actually look at that and, and actually analyze our budget. So I just want to make sure that as a community, we are budgeting. Usually my sermons have large text today. My texts are only, uh, it's only four verses long. And I'm taking it a little out of context, but I just want to show that Jesus takes budgeting for granted. Look at this, Luke 14, 28 to 32. He, he's talking about people following him and becoming his disciple and counting the cost. But he says, right? Counting the cost, that's, that's budgeting, right? He says, um, so for which of you desiring to build a tower doesn't first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he's laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see will begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Um, or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and, del and deliberate whether he has uh, and he's able to, with 10,000 men, <clears throat> to meet him who comes with him, uh, comes against him with 20,000. And who if, while, not the, while the other is still far away, uh, sends a, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, if anyone of you doesn't count the cost, um, does not renounce all, they cannot be my disciple. 
Let me pray before we talk about budgeting. God, money is always an interesting conversation to talk about in a church context. And really today the goal is to be practical and pragmatic. Today the goal is to is to just analyze and have people analyze their own perception of how they deal with money. To have teenagers here, here's a good healthy way to deal with money. To, to be able to allow us to, to weather storms that come through no fault of our own, but they happen. And so God... Uh, I just pray that that we will be able to to deal with the facts today and uh, and and help us grow in this area. In Jesus' name, Amen. So we're talking about making ends meet and budgeting. So I had to learn from my own ex- my own spending habits. I grew up with a lot of financial limitations. Um, there are times where I just did not have enough. Uh, I. Part of it was my fault. Part of it was was just where I grew up in in the world. I knew that true poverty was not being able to pay both the electric bill and purchase food. I knew that that we had to choose between the electrical the electric bill and food. And I knew that that was a reality that we experienced. I knew that I would at times in my life put off a bill for a month so that I could pay a different bill and allow that bill to accumulate so that the next month I could pay that bill and forget about this bill. And this cycle just perpetuated. I've seen poverty eat at family members, you know, and, and destroy ways of life. I've seen it happen. I've also been all overseas and seen poverty in all kinds of areas. I have have a lot of experience, personal experience with poverty. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to, uh, to to just comment, if somebody's talking about budgeting, oftentimes they go, oh, you're spending too much in entertainment, or oh, you're spending, no. You know what? Lose the preamble. What we really need to do is we really need to get into, into budgeting. So, um, there are different types of vices that keep different people behind and, uh, and it's important that you understand what yours are and it's important that we get to budgeting. Here's a, here's a fun story. I coached a, a family once in, uh, in their financial strategy. They were just getting married. They weren't a family yet. They were just getting married. It was a young couple. And uh, I coached them in their financial strategy. And as they were looking at their post-wedding budget, they, uh, they, you know, they did it all out. No, oh, it's going to be wonderful. And we're going to be able to save so much money. And, and they had it all, they had it all there. And, and it was, it was kind of funny because as a couple, they expected to spend $125 a month in groceries. They were going to be able to save $425 a month, but they were going to spend only $125 a month in groceries. And, uh, and I was like, you, you just don't have a chance. Like that, that type of budget doesn't work. And, and the funny thing is the guy right before that was telling me, oh, I don't believe in budgeting. It doesn't really work. What you do is you just take a look at your bank account If you got it, you can spend it and, and you just go. And I was like, mm, okay. Um, we went through this whole conversation and, and it was interesting. So I want this to be a helpful sermon series. I'm not going to give any trite answers, but I'm going to give a couple of practical tools that you can use that are going to help you budget for success. So setting up a budget is one of the most important things that, can, that you can do to help you make ends meet. If you've had a financial reality shift in the past couple of months because of what's been happening, um, then setting up a new budget is going to be important. Um, so we, we adjust that. And if you're at a place where you can't make your bills on time, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in saying, you know, my expenses outweigh my income. 
And what we do with budgeting is we actually learn where it's happening, what is causing it, and then we take some really good steps to take it. Okay, so let's just move on and, uh, and, and get right into it. Um, all, all financial problems, I'm going to suggest right off the top, there are no quick solutions to financial problems. I wish there was, but if there were, we would have all taken them and we would have just gotten there. So regardless of what the internet might tell you or what your friends might tell you, there's never a quick solution. So we need to look at long-term fixes and, uh, and, and help them out. There's a myth out there that says that God uh, helps those who help themselves. It's an old Benjamin Franklin quote, God helps those who help themselves. I'm going to suggest that God helps those who can't help themselves. And, uh, and, and it's just a really important piece. If you can't help yourself, God promises to provide. If you can't meet the actual bills and you can't control the situation, God is your provider. This is your number one thing you need to, you need to realize, that God is your provider. Um, so the Bible speaks uh, about people who, uh, who feel that their desires... Um, they feed their desires and they just spend frivolously. Uh, Psalm, or sorry, Proverb 21, 20 is just one of those places that, that, that this happens. So Proverbs 21, 20 um, says, um, Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours them. 21.17 says, Whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man, but he who loves wine and oils uh, will not be rich. You know, so we see these things of if your desires and, you're, and you don't have any self-discipline, well, your wealth is going to disappear. If you were just satiating your instant needs and your own desires, for me, it's, it's I, I buy chocolate bars and, you know, it, it, it eats away at my wealth. It eats away at what I have. And, uh, and so the Bible talks a lot about that foolishness. And, and that is a barrier to success. It's not the only barrier to success. So let's talk about how we want to set a budget because we recognize that it's a long-term fix that's going to help us be able to make ends meet, be able to grow in wealth. That's actually going to be another, another sermon coming up. So how we set a budget. Okay, the first thing we need to do when we set a budget is we need real data. We need to have real data. There is no sense in setting an imaginary budget. I once sat down with a person who they could budget themselves out of a deficit in six months. They could budget themselves and, and on paper it was going to look glorious and beautiful. But when compared to the real data, the budget was meaningless. There was no real data that, that built up the evidences that said that this is actually something that happens. And so we need to build real data. But what is real data? Real data is a listed account of your actual spending for three months. The, the reality is not many of us are able to just produce real data without, without going out of our way to do it. Um, it's, it's challenging to produce, but I'm going to give us a couple of things. Dave Ramsey says, collect receipts. Now, I don't like it because, you know, I get my wallet and, uh, and I, like, I like my wallet no bigger than this. And when I start collecting receipts, it starts to look like a George Costanza wallet. And uh, I just, 
I don't like that. So, so what I suggest is uh, take your bank fee just a little bit, allow it to bump up a little bit and just do everything on Interact. Interact is literally everywhere. You can buy anything with Interact. And so put all of your expenditures onto Interact and, and just have it track. I spent money here. I spent money here. Day by day, you've just got your bank statement now is a log of real data of what you spend. You know, so the first step is, is to capture that real data into, you know, how, how you're, how you're uh, doing it. And, and there's going to be things that you notice right at your first month. When you've got that first month of data, what I want you to do is, is uh, and if you ever need help with this, I'll totally help you. Um, but if you've got your first month of data, you're just going to separate it out into columns of, of what it was spent on. This was, a, this was a house bill. This was groceries. This was um, something for the car. This was gas. And you just go all the way across all of the columns in an Excel sheet or whatever spreadsheet software you have. And you, and you list it. And then you just start writing on this date. Here's your dates. One, two, three, four, five, six. And you just start writing on this date. I spent this on this and you just copy it from your bank spreadsheet sheet right into or from your bank statement right into your budget spreadsheet and you just copy dollar for dollar penny for penny what you spent and what you're going to notice right after you've done it your first month you're going to go wow i spend money where i didn't think i spent money you're going to start to see that I, honestly when when valerie and i do this we've been doing this every month for 12 years we still get shocked. We still are like, whoa, this month, we, we're surprised at where we spent extra money. We still are able to say, wow, our spending reality changed this month. What happened? So you're going to start to be surprised about where stuff happened. Um, and you're going to become conscious of your spending. One of the things that happened to Valerie and I, you know, we kind of got bored of doing the, the financial budgeting and the checking up and the keeping real data. And, and we found that, you know, in those months that we didn't, that we didn't follow through all the way, we just kind of like half, half did it. We lost money all over the place. Money just actually disappeared. It was like, I thought we'd have like this much money left out. No, we didn't have anything. Gone ran a deficit. How do we run a deficit? We ran a deficit because we weren't conscious of our money. When we sit down and we say every other week, we sit down and we go through what do we spend for the past two weeks? What's the real data? What's the real data? When we continue to build this discipline, we're able to start to see what a real budget is. See, this is the first tool of building a real budget. Once you have the data, you've got to start to realize where you're spending. Oh, Real data includes income as well. So column B on your spreadsheet becomes your income sheet. This is anytime money gets put into your account, whether it's a child tax credit, whether it's a tax return, your regular income, uh, whatever it is, that goes into your income sheet. And now we have real income, real expenses. I know this sounds really you know, basic for some people or whatever, but budgeting really matters. Um, so you track every single dollar and how does it help? Well, the first thing it does is it allows you to confront the facts. This is where your money's going, period. Without changing anything, that's your budget. What you spent, that's your budget. 
Now, it doesn't mean that that's what has to be your budget in the future, but you can't build a budget out of thin air. You've got to build it on that's the fact. That's what happened. You've got to, oh, wait, what did it say in, in Matthew? You've got to consider if you have enough to build that tower. That's how much money you have. That's how much money you spend. That's your budget. So we start there and you make observations from the real facts. You confront those real facts and you make observations. Oh, we don't spend as much as I thought we spent in this category. Yeah, said no one ever. Um, or, you know, we spent way more than I thought that we spent, which is more common. And we go, oh man. One of the funnest realizations is I was doing this with somebody else and, uh, and they were like, oh yeah, this is awesome and we're gonna be so good. And, and they came back a month later and they were like, they were mortified because what they saw in their expenses sheet was that within that month, they had spent $328 on Tim Hortons. In one month, $328 on Tim Hortons. And I, you know, I don't have to say anything. I'm just, okay, what are you going to do about that? You're aware of the fact. Now you need to make observations and make a strong plan. You've got to be able to, to watch where those spikes happen. It also starts allowing you to plan for the yearly rhythms as you're doing your budget year after or month after month and you're adjusting to the reality of what you spend by tracking your actual spend expenses on your bank account into a spreadsheet. Now it's allowing you to see month to month your habits. So because Val and I have been doing this for, for 12 years, we've actually gone back to previous years and said every single year our expenses spike significantly in August. We have to budget for it. We've got to recognize that August is our most expensive month every year, all the time. And so we've got to be, we've got to be ready for it. Now, oftentimes when you first do this, you've got money that you're missing. And that money, uh, you're overspending in a category. Once you've looked at the real data, you need to make cuts to balance your budget. You know, <laughs> the budget doesn't balance itself. We're responsible. We're responsible agents to use the resources that God has given us. And so, please, budget doesn't balance itself. You need to make cuts. There are times where you're going to look at it and say, Whew, I don't have enough. So you make cuts. You make cuts to say, I, I really, I need to find, I need to find a little bit extra money from somewhere so that I can cover this. I need to make a cut so that this can be taken care of. I need to make a cut so that our real groceries can actually happen. Or maybe my real groceries need to take a cut in terms of the luxury items that I pick up. I'm not making any judgments here. I don't know what your story is. Your numbers will tell you what your story is. And so we're just being very practical today. We're being very practical in saying, let's, let's figure out what we're able to do. Maybe you can't afford the type of internet that you access that you wanted. Maybe, maybe you've got too many subscriptions going on with, with TV stuff. But here's the fun one. Because we're dealing with real data, you have expenses and you have income. You can make cuts to make your, to balance your budget, or you can start to say, how can I lean in to making new streams of income? 
What can I do to supplement this here that doesn't sacrifice the work that God's called me to do, doesn't sacrifice family, but maybe there's something that I could do that brings in an extra $150 a month. Maybe I'm able to regularly rely on a new source of income. You know, um, I, I went to, uh, to a, a business breakfast with, with a bunch of people from Promise a while ago, and uh, there was a man named Ian Green speaking, and he started off by saying, oh, you know, none of you are at your full potential, and I was offended. Um, and, then, and then he goes, but here's what you need. Every person needs three sources of income. Oh, well, I've never heard that before. Three sources of income is what he's suggesting. He's like, you need your work income, and you need some form of passive income. And then on the side, there's something that, that you need to have. Now, this isn't gospel. This is a businessman. This is an entrepreneur. He likes the go-get-it attitude. But he's saying, this is, this is what you need. Consider it. So, do you have three sources of income? Is God allowing you to make another income source? You know, are you able to lean into that? Can that help you balance your budget? Because at the end of the day, our, bud our budgets do need to balance. We need to be able to take reality and take our income and make those two, the reality of our spending and the reality of our income, and make those two come together in such a way that we're conscious of what is happening, knowing that God is our provider, knowing that God is the one who cares for you. As a church community, um, we are on your side, and God is interested in seeing uh, you make ends meet. So when there are things that are beyond your control, when a rogue wave comes and financial realities are just thrown up to the wind, I really want Promise Church to be able to be that place that you say, hey, in confidence, I, I'm coming and I need some help. And so, you know, you can contact me, you can hit me up on Slack, you can email me, rob at promisechurch.ca. We can have conversations. We can go through some of this practically. If this is where you are in your, in your life stage, then we can go through some of this practically. If life stage has changed because of this pandemic and you've got to reset budgets, we can go through that practically if that's what you want. And, uh, and I'm totally willing to do it. And there's no judgment on any of this. I mean, I've I've been there, I've been, I've been, I think Paul says, you know, I've been without and I've been with much and I've learned the, the secret of being content in all things because I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's all in Philippians 4. It's beautiful. So when you've done all you can do, then, uh, you know, the church isn't a money dispensing mach machine, but we're able to come alongside and we can help. So uh, you can speak to a promise group leader. You can speak to me or any of the other pastoral staff. Um, and we can, we can do this budget stuff with you. And then if, if you're really in a spot, then, you know, maybe we could take a bill off of your, off of your, uh, off of your hands and pay it. We don't expect anything in return. That's not why we do it. We just, we just do it. I've needed that in my life. I've needed somebody to just take a bill and just be like gone. And I was like, oh, thank God. Um, so I understand that reality. God wants us to make ends meet. In our constant, in our context, budgeting is using real data um, and the main discipline that's going to make it happen is that repeated sit down and record the real data. You make observations, cuts, or find ways to increase your income, and in the long run, you will increase your financial ground. God's on your side, and, uh, and, and we're going to be there with you. So let me pray. I'm going to pray a financial blessing on this entire church as we become conscious of where we are financially in our own personal lives, then, uh, then I just believe that long-term God is going to bring more wealth. 
God, we're thankful that in your word, you, you say that you give us the ability to create wealth. And budgeting is our first step that we see that, that you ask us to take a conscious and, and thought-provoking view of where our money is coming in and where it's going out. Give us wisdom in our conversations. God, I can picture couples in our church coming together and saying, where's the money going? And, and putting all of the real data in, into a spreadsheet. God, I can picture this happening. And I can, and I can picture the, the shocked look on, on, on people's faces when they say, wow, we didn't know that that's where money was going. Or, oh my goodness, I didn't see that happening like that. God, I pray that these very practical uh, messages that are coming in this sermon series would be helpful to this community. And, and God, I pray that it would start dialogue. I pray it would start dialogue, a good, meaningful conversation between people that helps them come to better uh, and good, strong conclusions so that they can be on great financial, uh, um, that they can have great financial success in the future. Bless every family in this church, and, uh, and I pray that you would be with them.